On Wednesday night, Borough went to Bramall Lane, a ground which has been a fortress for Sheffield United and a ground where Borough had not won since 2011. A wretched record in a game where we simply had to get something to keep our chances of automatic promotion alive. And not only did Borough go to Bramall Lane and come home with points, they come back with all three, beating them by three goals to one. Is the automatic promotion race on? Let's talk about it. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. Oh, Middlesbrough take the lead! So on Wednesday, Borough went to Bramall Lane and did, honestly, what I thought was a dream. No matter how good Borough have been playing in recent games, we were going away to a team who were not too far behind us in terms of points per game since the World Cup, and their form this season has been absolutely amazing. And especially at home, Sheffield United had won six in a row, and our record at their place was wretched, absolutely wretched. Um, we, I think, like I say, we've lost, I think, eight of our last ten games um, when going to Bramall Lane, and it was it was basically get something or bust for us here. If we'd have lost this game, they'd have been 13 points clear with a game in hand, I think, game over. Um, but if we were to draw, we're still in touch. A win for me was something I didn't even consider, and it's what we've managed to come away from. And not only coming away from Bramall Lane with three points, but also doing it from behind after the start we made is even more impressive. And I think just shows a completely different side to this Borough team that I don't think um, I've seen, or a side that has probably been there that I'm now starting to recognise because we went 1-0 behind to Ollie McBurney after five minutes, a really, really poor goal to concede. And I just thought, here we go again. Here we go again. It's happening again. Uh, like last season, I was there in the away end. I watched us go to Bramall Inn and get walloped 4-1. And when I saw McBurney's goal go in after five minutes, I honestly thought, oh my God, this is going to be an absolute nightmare. And then I was, I was away from my birthday at the time, so I didn't watch the game live, but I was keeping tabs with what people were saying. And it sounded like we were getting absolutely the runaround. And, you know, if it wasn't for Stefan um, last-ditch defending, we could have been down by a few um, quite easily in the first couple of minutes. Um, so, in the past, and I said this in my last video, Borough teams of the past, like at the weekend, maybe wouldn't have scraped over the line and beaten Cardiff. Borough teams in the past would have folded at this point. And I honestly was kind of expecting us to fold. I thought Sheffield United would just run over us, a bit like the Sunderland game a couple of weeks ago. We just wouldn't turn up, we'd be blunt. We wouldn't be intense enough and the game would pass us by and we would lose. But we didn't. We, yes, we weathered the storm and it was quite a tough storm to weather in the first couple of minutes and we have to credit Zach Steffen because I think he made nine saves, uh, which I think is the joint most, I think, this season. It's it's a high for Borough anyway. Um, he made nine saves in the game, kept us in it and then we turned it on. And it doesn't matter. if To this Borough team, it doesn't matter where we are, who the opposition is, their form, where they are in the league, we seem to just be fearless. 
and we seem to just want to play the football we want to play. You know, I remember under Neil Warnock, we always adapted our style of play and our tactics going into a game, dependent on the team we were playing. We would adapt to how they played, and we wouldn't have our own style. And more often than not, it would work sometimes, it wouldn't work others. It was a very inconsistent formula, and that's why we didn't really get anywhere. But with Carrick's Borough, there is such confidence and belief in this team that it seems to just not bother them who the team is, who the team is, who we're playing. They just play their own game and they keep playing their own game with confidence. And we turned it around and yeah, won three one. And it was an unbelievable performance. I was gutted I couldn't watch it live. It sounded like a great game, but of course I've saw the goals. And it was that man, Chubarak Pom once again, who got us back into it on 25 minutes. An unbelievable goal from him. Great work by Marcus Foss on the right-hand side, by the way, who has made a position that I thought would just not suit him. Um, his own, I mean, he's not a right-winger, but he, he's looking very comfortable there. He did really well on the right-hand side, cut the ball back to Akpom, and the drop of the shoulder to his right... The way he knocked it past the defender and put it in the bottom corner is just something I, we're not used to seeing from Borough forwards. The confidence and the composure in and around the six-yard box is unbelievable. And to see that from a striker, to see that from Tuber Akpom, um, even though this is his 17th goal, I'm still kind of shocked that we're seeing this from him. But it just goes to show what a great coach with you know instilling confidence and belief in a player, giving him... I guess the license to, to, to free roam a little bit, play his game. I mean, the results have been incredible. And the goal from Akpom was absolutely amazing. And from there on in, Borough seemed like they were in complete control. Of course, Sheffield United still continued to have chances, but we had plenty of chances too. McGree had an effort that he should have done better with towards the end of the half. And we went in at half-time. And, and honestly, at half-time, I thought, right, Sheffield United might regroup and it could end up being a difficult half. Um, the crowd will be up. They might start pushing us back. But we just pressed on. We pressed on and we pretty quickly took the lead. And what a time to score as well. Early in the second half, before they had the chance to really pile much pressure on us, Cameron Archer gets his second goal for the club. And, I mean, talking of Akpom's finish, Cameron Archer... For me, I mean, what a loan signing. I mean, you can see the rating. He got nine stars on FootMob. An unbelievable finish from him. Um, Ryan Giles carried the ball brilliantly. Uh, if anything, probably, you know, held on to it for too long. But it found its way to Hackney. I thought it was an assist from Hackney, but it wasn't. Norwood slide tackled in, directed the ball across. But it was, it was, it was Cameron Archer who was sharp. He was quicker than the defender. He got to the ball first. But even then, on what I'm sure is his weaker foot, I mean, he's called Archer. And I'm going to try and avoid any cheesy puns. But he literally, like a born arrow, just pinged it above Fodringham. Before he even knew it, the ball was past him and in the back of the net. And it was an emphatic clinical finish from Cameron Archer. And I'm just delighted for him. You know, he's he's gave so much to this team and added so much to the team. And I said before the game, if he's fit, that could prove to be the difference. And that sharpness in and around the box, the runs he makes, his movement, it's so clever. And the fact we've got him on loan, I think, could literally be the difference maker. Um, he just gives us that little bit extra up front. 
and pulls the defence apart. And it was an unbelievable finish from him. And to see a Borough striker again like Akpom be this clinical is something that is alien to us. But yeah, an unbelievable finish from him. And despite Sheffield United, of course, still maybe getting back into the game, we put the game beyond doubt on 74 minutes. And again, Cameron Archer um, with an unbelievable finish. There was a couple of question marks around this goal. Um, and for me, and this isn't my Borough bias whatsoever, McAtee was fouled by Hackney. Uh, he did grab his shirt. He did hold on to his shirt. It's a free kick. But the referee gave them an advantage. And for me, if McAtee lays the ball off and it's in someone else's possession, the advantage has been played and, and they've got the advantage. And it wasn't until I think maybe two passes after that, I think I think he laid it off to someone else who maybe then passed it to someone else, they then lost the ball. And for me, they've they've had the ball in possession with two, two or three different players, and I think their advantage has been given. And they've lost the ball, and it was a fair tackle, and suddenly I think Borough were five on three. But even then, the composure to pick the right pass, make sure the weight of pass is correct, and then the finish at the end of it is just so clinical. You know, Borough in the past maybe would have played the wrong ball, under hit the pass, over hit the pass, but Hayden Hackney, who by the way, another absolute revelation with an unbelievable through ball, perfectly weighted to Archer, who of course was never going to miss, put the game beyond all doubt, and it just never seemed in doubt. I, I, cannot believe we went to a ground that was an absolute well, fortress for Sheffield United and went and played the way we did. We were so confident, so impressive and to come away with all three points in the manner we did I think is an unbelievable result, the biggest result of the season and possibly I saw someone on Twitter put like one of the best results. It, it does give you Brighton vibes when we went to the Amex in the promotion season and we went there and beat them 3-0 when they were unbeaten in the league at that point I think it was December um, they were unbeaten till, and we rocked up at, at the Amex and won 3-0 and it was a statement win and I feel like this could be something similar and it's, it's I think blown the automatic promotion race wide open um, the gap is down to 7 points now albeit they still have a game in hand so that could quite easily be 10 points and then a 10 point gap looks quite difficult to over you know overturn but i don't think it's just the, the the points we've gained on them i think this could be a big psychological blow for sheffield united um paul heckenbottom got himself sent off in this game as well so he'll be missing um for at least the next game on the touchline i don't know how long his touchline ban is maybe it's just one game but um, yeah, it's rattled them in the sense that they've lost their manager for the next fixture. And their run is not good. Um, if you look at Sheffield United's fixtures, it's it's not good. Um, they're away at Millwall. Early kickoff on Saturday, which is never an easy place to go. I think Millwall have, have only lost two games since the World Cup. They've got an unbelievable run of form at the moment. So going to the Den is never easy, no matter what form Millwall are in. So to go there... On a Saturday afternoon, early kickoff. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult fixture for Sheffield United. They've then got Watford, who've just taken a point off of Burnley. They've got an FA Cup game sandwiched in between, which of course will take maybe bits of fitness or you know could put players at risk of injury. A big game against Tottenham. They're away at Ewood Park, which is another fixture that isn't one you could take for granted. I think you skip Reading, um, but then again, you know Luton at home. Luton are 
unbelievable travellers in the league at the moment, um, despite their drop points at Preston. Great travellers, um, and that will prove to be a challenge. Stadium Alight, we know full well, is not easy. They might struggle there. West Brom, Norwich. I mean, yeah, their run February and March. All it takes is two or three draws in there and Borough to continue the form that we're in. And that gap could quite easily drop to, even if it's even if it's six points, even if it's five points, four points, we're, we're in their rear view mirror at that point. And that's when things maybe start to shift. And to be fair, the pressure's completely off Borough. And I think that's what I... That's what makes me feel comfortable uh, in this position. Um, despite there being a seven-point gap, if we were in Sheffield United's position and they were in our position, I would feel quite nervous if I was in Sheffield United's position. Even with a gap like seven points, knowing there's a team in such good form coming after you who don't look like stopping, you've had a couple of shaky results, pressure's on them. And if they can cope with it, get over the line, fair play. Borough are throwing everything at them. But... Yeah, our fixtures are a little bit more generous. I think QPR at home, I'll get on to that at the end, uh, should be a, a three-point result for us. West Brom will be tough. I will say that could be a place where we could drop points. But I believe we can get a result from Reading. I even believe this Borough team can get a result at Swansea. And any home fixture, to be fair at the moment, looks winnable. Stoke, Preston, we should win at Huddersfield. Burnley will be tough. Um, and Bristol City, who knows with Bristol City. But... Our running towards April is definitely a lot easier for them, and I'll be very interested to see where we're at come April 1st, but the gap could very much be a lot slimmer. Um, you know, Michael Carrick has set records at the moment for the best start ever by a Borough manager, and I mean ever. He's surpassed Jack Charlton's title-winning team of 1973-1974. So he is the statistically the best Borough manager ever so far, uh, in terms of points per game, which is incredible. And as long as we stay clear of injuries, I can't see how anyone stops this team. It, it's an unbelievable team. We're strong. We're such a threat going forward. We're looking better at the back. I honestly think the pressure's on Sheffield United. I'm trying not to get myself too excited, but there's still plenty of games to go. And we might have just opened the door ajar enough to allow us to have a real run at them for the rest of the season. And the fact I'm talking about this and not even looking over my shoulders is crazy. But also at the weekend, Luton dropped points. As I mentioned, they drew uh, away to Preston, which was a bad result, I'd say, for them, given their, how good they've been travelling away from home recently. Watford dropped points to Burnley. Millwall, uh, don't know if they played midweek. Not sure what their result was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Blackburn... Uh, they dropped points they drew with West Brom, who of course are now 10th. Norwich did pick up points, um, but a very hit and miss, I would say. So the gap to 7th now stands at 8 points. Now, albeit Millwall have two games in hand, um, it's a healthy lead, and I've never known Borough be so comfortably sat so high in the playoffs, and I hope it continues that way. Even with Luton's game in hand, even with Millwall's two games in hand, we are clear of them now. So we are 3rd. And we just need to keep this ball rolling. And that leads me on to QPR at home. Tomorrow, as I am recording this, 3pm in the Championship. And as you can see, QPR's injury list is absolutely 
horrific. Chris Willock being injured is a big one because he always seems to just play his best stuff and scores worldies and is an unbelievable player whenever he plays. So the fact he's out is massive. Same with Clark Salter, Ethan Laird. They've got some big players out and their results of late have been pretty bad. Um, you know, we look at their recent results. Um, you know, they lost to Millwall. Uh, recently on Saturday, they couldn't get a win against Huddersfield. They lost 3 0 to Hull, drew against Swansea, Reading. I mean, it's just draws and defeats. They even lost to Fleetwood in the Cup. Neil Critchley's had a horrific start, and their only win, uh, well, since mid December was away to Preston, and everyone wins at Preston. So, yeah, even before that, defeat, 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 defeat. So they've had one win since October 28th, which is mental so they're in shocking form they've got injuries and they're heading to a ground where Borough uh, have been immensely strong and I think we've won our last four at home um, great run at home it's looking like a fortress it has to be a fortress if we're going to um, progress and, and of course if we're going to catch Sheffield United these are the games we have got to win so I'm going to predict that Borough are going to win I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-0 I think it will just be a nice comfortable game I think we'll score maybe um, towards the end of the first half, get another one late on in the second. But for all I know, with Borough recently, we might put three, we might put four past them, but I do think we will get the three points. So let me know what your thoughts are, guys, on the Sheffield United result. Where is it, does it stand in terms of results of the season for you? Maybe even results from the last few seasons together. Let me know what your predictions are for Queen's Park Rangers. And if you think it's on, can we catch Sheffield United or is the gap still that little bit too big? Let me know what you think in the comments below. But that's been episode two of Project Borough, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Hit that like button if you've enjoyed. Subscribe for more. I have got, of course, much more episodes of this coming after every Borough game as well as a Borough Michael Carrick-related career mode on FIFA coming up too. Um, and yeah, do leave me your comments below, guys. And I'll be back in the next video. So thanks for watching and I will see you all next time.